Performance of the organization must be of utmost importance. However, some companies do not understand the process of how to move the needle towards organizational capacity. Let's talk about it. Hey, greetings, leaders, and welcome to another episode of Leadership Is Podcast. Season 2, Episode 27. I am your host, Jason Muhammad, founder of JM Leadership Development. And today's discussion is uh, talking about moving the needle in organizational capacity. So one of the things we really have to do, or the first thing we have to do, is, you know, really describe what is organizational capacity. Um, by definition, capacity building is a measurable uh, improvement in an organization's ability to fulfill its mission through a blend of sound management, strong governance, and dedication to assessing and achieving results. Uh, so really, it's the organization's ability to maintain and even grow, um, you know, its, uh, uh, its, its processes, right? Its ability to, to stay, Right. So we have this thing that says, you know, get to itiveness and stick to itiveness. <laughs> so but really organizational capacity is an organization's ability to roll with the punches and to continue to flourish and grow and stay in business. During this uh, whole COVID-19 pandemic, a lot of companies have gone out of uh, out of service, right? Have gone under, have folded. And I truly believe um, it is because the leaders of those organizations d did not uh, take on the three mindsets of next generation leaders. Now, next generation leaders does not mean younger people, Right. In leadership positions, it just means that the mindset is, you know, uh, geared towards uh, the future. The mindset is geared towards remaining in service, remaining in business and next generation leaders. Right. And so that means that you have the not only the ability to maintain your organization, but then you have an infrastructure that is set up to make sure that the you have succession plans. You have a leadership bench. You have people that are waiting that if something were to happen to you or something were to happen to your senior leaders or anyone in your C-suite or even your frontline management, there's someone that's there that's ready to, to step up. There's someone that's there uh, that you have already groomed. This is why Dr. Nanette Miner, who talks about, uh, you know, who is the training, the training doctor, right? The training doc. She talks about leadership from day one, which is an absolute uh, must, right? When you're training, when you're hiring, when you're interviewing, you want to look for the leadership potential. Now, I have identified five uh, uh, leadership identifiers 
that when you're in an interview that you can look for, you know, in the potential of of the of the potential candidate, pardon me. And so then when you uh, hire them, you know, you put them in certain situations where those traits are exploited. (laughs) Right. Uh, Those traits are exploited and then you can actually see the leadership potential in action of your potential candidate slash new hiree. So, but again, um, with that, right. So what she talks about training from, she's talking about training leadership from day one, from day one. And that's awesome. Uh, Why is that so important? Why is that so valuable? Well, it's taking on the mindset of those who are in leadership already. And so if you're going to maintain and grow your organization, well, then what you're doing is you're putting an imprint of your own leadership footsteps in the mindset of your potential candidate or your new hiree for leadership positions so that, you know, they will be lock in step with the K- the KPIs, the core values and the mission of the company. We all have the same mindset. But if you don't have the mindset of next generation leaders, then that new potential leadership that you're bringing in will uh, have the potential to make the same mistakes that you are making as a leader of your organization currently. So the three mindsets of next generation leaders are to adapt, innovate, and connect. But we'll talk about that some more here in just a few minutes. We want to finish up talking about organizational capacity. I was reading an article by a lady by the name of Valerie uh, F. Leonard. And Valerie F. Leonard is just, you know, basically she's um, a uh, founder of nonprofit Utopia, the ideal community for emerging nonprofit leaders. And in this or in this article, she was talking about organizational capacity. Right. And what is organizational capacity and why you should care in this article? She says, when we speak of capacity, we are generally referring to an organization's potential to marshal their human, financial and other resources to affect positive change in the communities and clients they serve. Organizational capacity is impacted by a number of factors, including leadership, the organization's stage of development and changes in the environment, to name a few. So she also says that organizational stakeholders, including board members, management and founders, tend to focus on six major components of organizational capacity, which is board governance and leadership, financial management, fundraising and resource development, program delivery and impact human resources and networking and strategic partnerships. Now, she's talking about the nonprofit world. But what about for profit? Right. What about for profit? Again, if organizational capacity, you know, is generally referring to an organization's potential to marshal their human financial and other resources to affect positive change in the communities. But if organizational capacity is also 
you know, by definition, you know, the measurable improvement in an organization's ability to fulfill its mission through a blend of sound management, strong governance and dedication. Well, do your employees have a strong connection? Do your employees have a strong connection to the KPIs, the core values, and the mission of your organization? Are they bought into that? Have they, you know, really bought into that? Well, you can tell by the uh, the culture of your organization if your employees have actually bought into this. Now, we talked about the last um, couple of episodes of this podcast, the future of company culture. And, uh, you know, how you, you have toxic cultures and then you have very productive cultures. And those CEOs and leaders of organizations with very productive um, uh, cultures, right? They have a pulse, not necessarily an, uh, a, um, a hammer, right? A strong arm, you know, iron fist kind of pulse on their organization, but they're in tune to their organization. And they understand that, you know, you cannot have a dirty fish in a dirty fish bowl and you take the fish out and clean the fish and then put the fish back into the dirty fish bowl and expect for the fish to not get dirty. They understand that concept. You know, these productive uh, organizations with productive uh, cultures, right? They have taken on the mindset of next generation leaders, which is to adapt, innovate and connect. What do we mean by that? I was watching um, and we've said it, you know, before on this podcast, I was watching the Vistaprint, uh, <laughs> you know, commercial. And there was this young lady who uh, had a burger joint like on the water. Right. And so but what she didn't realize was, I guess, you know, these fish started jumping out of the water onto her boat, you know, onto the dock and begin to just, you know, flap around in people's plates, you know, uh, destroying the place. And so what she decided to do was change it from being a burger joint to a sushi place. And so that mean, <laughs> that means that when those fish jumped up in that plate, you know, it's a wrap. Uh, you would now become lunch or dinner. And so, but it was really a commercial about showing the power of adapting. Now, when you adapt to the times, when you adapt to the times, like this COVID-19 has really changed um, the way things are and has produced a new norm. It's, you know, and the new norm is things are never the same. The new norm is that things are ever changing. That's the new norm. But that really has never been new. I mean, that's one the one, the one thing that is consistent is change. Right. The one thing that is consistent is change. But companies and organizations now need to put into their training the mindset of adapting, innovating and connecting. Adapting is adapting to the times. Right. So you're looking at travel has changed. You're looking at uh, gatherings has changed. You're looking at distribution has changed. And so with those changes, 
right? You got to adapt to those changes and then you got to become innovative. In other words, you know, some organizations and companies got to produce products that have longer shelf lives, right? Because if uh, people are afraid to come out and purchase or distribution has changed, then your products got to last through that whole situation. And so, um, they got to produce products, got to be innovative with their products. And then you have to be able to connect, connect to who? Not only connect to your ideal customer or client, but you now must know how to really connect to your funders, your investors, your stakeholders, right? Um, your leaders, your senior leaders, but more importantly, connect to your employees because your employees are on the front line, the ones who are going to make, you know, uh, your products and services. And so if you're not connecting to them, the idea of your innovative products based on your adapting to the times and what must be done, you know, they're not going to buy into this whole idea. You're not going to really embrace the idea if you do not connect to them. The connection is like, pardon me, the male and the female plug of electricity, right? You have to truly connect. You have to truly connect. When you're looking at the, uh, the first form of connecting is communication. In the word communication, right? The, the word communication is a challenge itself. Why? Because you're taking uh, two prefixes <laughs> that mean completely the opposite and blending them into one word. What do we mean by that? Co, C-O, means two or more. Then also in the word communication, you have the prefix uni, U-N-I, right? Which means one. So in communication, you are taking two or more and bringing them into oneness. So if you're not communicating to your staff, if you're not communicating to your employees, you're just talking to them, but not communicating. You're not bringing your ideas and putting them into their mind and then you become succinct. If that's not happening, then you're just talking. You're running your mouth and you're not connecting. Right. So connection is key in making sure that your company uh, is uh, taking on the mindsets of adapting and innovating your products and your services. So then that helps your company's ability Right. With its organizational capacity to keep the organizational capacity. Right. And so moving the needle towards this simply means that you've got to grow. You've got to grow in that mindset of next generation leaders, because, again, to base your leadership development programs and to and to base your whole products and services manufacturing right um, on a system from a time that no longer exists means that, look, you're looking for an exit. <laughs> you're getting ready to go under. You must adapt, innovate and connect in order to stay relevant 
as a business in this ever-changing time. So moving the needle towards organizational capacity simply means you got to learn what it means. You got to really pay close attention to the time and adapt to the time. Then innovate your product and your service. Right. You keep trying the same thing over and over and over. Keep getting this different results. Now, what you were trying may have worked in a certain time period. But that time period has long passed. It's time for companies and organizations. It's time for employees and leaders to adapt, innovate and connect If you truly have a buy in and are really invested in your company's success, then we must move the needle in organizational capacity. Thank you. Are you promoting the right people into leadership positions? How do you know? How do you measure the outcome you're looking for? Listen. Let us help you. Please visit www.jmleadershipdevelopment.com and request a half hour conversation so we can help you with all of your leadership development needs. Oh, always remember, leadership is influence and service. Hey, thank you so much for enjoying another episode of Leadership Is Podcast Season 2, Episode 27. As we discussed, moving the needle in organizational capacity. Organizational capacity is an organization's ability to, in other words, roll with the punches, right? To keep things going and to be consistent Uh, And even grow, right, to make sure that the organization's KPIs, core values and mission statement are still intact and are uh, kept up by the employees and, of course, the everyone else that's a part of that organization. Organizational capacity also affects uh, that company's ability to maintain its integrity in its product and services. And so you do not want to have a product and service that does not reflect your good reputation. And then what that does is destroys credibility with your ideal customer. So keep that in mind and uh, adapting the uh, or adopting to and embracing the, the mindsets of next generation leaders, which is to adapt, innovate and connect will help you to stay consistent and help you to grow in your organization. Please follow this podcast on many platforms such as Apple and Spotify. And, uh, you know, it's called Leadership Is or Jason A. Muhammad slash Leadership Is. If you would like to have a half hour conversation or for like would like for us to uh, do a keynote at your next event, please do not hesitate to reach out. That is info at jmleadershipdevelopment.com is the email, or you can call us at 828-333-7234. And always remember, leadership is influence and service.